Good evening, Wandsworth. Uh, it's Christy here to take you through from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock, you lucky devils. Uh, tonight covering classic Wandsworth as best I can, and in the only style I know how, uh, with film scores from uh, throughout the years. Uh, I hope you'll you'll stay with me and, and join me, because I think as well as some possibly uh, obvious choices I've made, um, there are a couple of... Um, well, maybe one <laughs> unknown piece uh, that I'll be playing this evening, or lesser known and uh, unremembered. Uh, I started off there with the uh, Taras theme from Gone with the Wind. I'm sure everybody knew that or is now shouting at their uh, their computers, uh, as performed by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. Um, anyone who listens to um, Tim and my show on the on the cinema, uh, usual Tuesdays at nine o'clock, will know that my my wheelhouse is kind of very much the golden era, the golden era of Hollywood, and uh, uh, taking place in 1939, or set, um, filmed in 1939, Gone with Wind is certainly that. And I have a little, cu- a couple of facts about Max Steiner, the composer of uh, of Gone with the Wind. Uh, in his career, I mean, he, he worked for many, many people, but um, Max Steiner worked for RKO uh, in a big way in the 30s. And in 1937, I believe, he left RKO and signed a long-term contract with Warner Brothers um, with a caveat that he could if uh, David Oselznik, who was the head of the um, studio at the time at RKO, wanted him back. And in 1939, he was borrowed from Warner Brothers by uh, Selznick uh, to compose the music for Gone with the Wind, which, uh, of course is now hugely recognised as being an incredible score. It's, uh, I think the whole thing is over three hours with, uh, with about 16 main themes and um, o- over 100, and f- possibly over 200 different musical pieces. Um, he, uh, Max, Max Steiner, I think he had about three months to compose the entire score and worked sort of days and days without sleep developing, not hilariously, a bit of an addiction to um, uh, uppers and downers. Uh, understandable. Benzedrine was big back in the day. And he was asked by David Selznick, I think, to only use uh, pre-existing music to cut down the time, but he wasn't having any of that. And um, he composed his own entirely new score. Um, Now, Gone with the Wind won 10 Academy Awards. Uh, However, uh, the the score, this this epic three-hour his entire lifeblood went into this score, and it didn't. It didn't win a single uh, Academy Award. Um, it lost out, I think, to the Wizard of Oz. I think I'd have to. I'd have to double check that. Uh, he has, uh, although Max Steiner, don't feel too bad for him. I think he won around about ten Academy Awards in his in his lifetime. So he did. But I did all right, really. Uh, okay, less from me. Shut up, Kirsty. Uh, coming up next, so that was 1939. I'm going to go a little chronologically through some of the best soundtracks of the 20th century. Um, and if we have time, or if I just feel like it, from 9 to 10, we'll run over and do the best soundtracks from the 21st century. After all, we're a whole 16 years into it now. Um, so that was from Gone with the Wind. The next piece is a, from a relatively unknown film um, by the name of Dangerous Moon, Moonlight. But the, uh, the, the, the track is uh, it's called uh, the Warsaw Concerto. Uh, in this particular piece, it is uh, composed by Richard Adensel. It could well have appeared on Classic Wandsworth before because it is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, performed by the BBC Cors- Concert Orchestra with uh, Valentina Lisaita, I believe, or Lisaitza is her name, uh, a soloist on the piano. It is absolutely epic. And here is tonight's soloist, Valentina Lizitza. Oh, that's pretty close. Conductor Keith Lockhart. 
the BBC Concert Orchestra perform Richard Adensel's Warsaw Concerto. It's very good, but they just sort of clap for ages. So we're gonna we're gonna fade that out. Uh, it's good, isn't it? Oh, I'm a big fan of that. Um, if you think you may have heard it before, uh, if you, and you're a massive fan of um, uh, figure skating, then you would have. Uh, the Japanese uh, use that particular piece uh, very very regularly in their figure skating at, um, at competition levels. That's a good fact, isn't it? Um, also, uh, Spike Milligan hated it, and he wrote in his um, biographies and future... Or is it his biography? The one about Adolf Hitler. You know. Um, he wrote, and he referred to it as uh, that bloody Warsaw Concerto. And that Warsaw Concerto, it certainly is. Um, I, I really like it. I never heard of it before. And if you thought, that's a bit Rackman and Avi, you'd be right. Because originally uh, the makers of Dangerous Moonlight were going to use um, uh, Sergio, <laughs> maybe, uh, Rachmaninoff's um, second concerto, or concerto number two, uh, but were refused it. Um, and uh, for either political reasons or it was too expensive. And so Richard Adensel got a call and somebody said, can you just knock something up that sounds a little bit Rachmaninoff-y? And he did. And that uh, led to, quite interestingly, uh, what they called tabloid concertos, where people sort of in the style of, of uh, famous, I guess, concertos, uh, ran pieces together for uh, theatre and, and film. Yeah. Right, so, uh, oh gosh, it's 20 past eight. I'm going to throw on, I'm going to throw on uh, the soundtrack suite from North by Northwest, but we may have to interrupt it a little bit into about three quarters into it uh, for a, a crack in news update. But um, enjoy it while you can, and uh, we'll, I'll see you on the other side. Thanks very much. We'll see you at nine o'clock. See you then, Kirsty. For some more Fist and Mog. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Cheers, darling. Bye. <laughs> shouldn't pick her on it that's just mean um right so i this is still going hold on bear with me just a second stop news there we go perfect hi everyone uh that's akila she does great in the face of me just mashing buttons and making faces at her um so we are where were we we were with north by northwest weren't we which um is from 1959, she says, with that much of a question in her voice, it's not even funny. Uh, 1959, yes, back of the net. Um, so that, yeah, that's North by Northwest, which incidentally, another little fact for you, was uh, and Alfred Hitchcock's only, uh, f- oh, she's gonna get this wrong, I think it was his only film with MGM. Um, totally wrote it down but also quite interestingly in a QI style um, in Alfred Hitchcock's film Rope uh, in 1948 there is a comment made about what a good villain uh, James Mason would would be or plays and he was finally cast by Alfred Hitchcock as a villain in North by Northwest in 1959 um, factoid another one which I really like is 
<coughs> Eva Marie Saint uh, disagreed so much with the costume choices that she just took herself down to Burdoff Goodman or one of their you know Macy style things and bought an entire co- uh, wardrobe for her costume because she just didn't appre- approve of the one that they'd picked for her. It is the only film that Alfred Hitchcock made for MGM. Gosh, I should just believe in myself more, shouldn't I, gang? Uh, absolutely. Yes, you should, Kirsty. Thanks. Uh, so that was 1959, so let us diddle on into the 60s uh, with Lara's theme from Dr. Zhivago. Uh, this version played, I believe, by the Orchestra of Prague. Um, I, 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 I hope this works, because we might just get in the news again, but let's see. Scattered applause and whooping. Gosh, that went down well. Um, so that was Lara's theme uh, from Dr. Zhivago, and uh, that was composed by Maurice Alexis um, Jarre, I think is probably how you say it. He's French. And one of, I mean, who can only be said as uh, a, a great uh, of 20th century film composition. Uh, some other f- uh, of his... P- um, Films of his comp- of his scores that I nearly chose included uh, from Lawrence of Arabia, uh, from uh, Witness, which is great score, fantastic, and Ghost. I haven't chosen Ghost. Um, might play a little bit of Righteous Brothers, sorry, Unchained Melody <laughs> in the second half of my two-hour extravaganza, but I probably won't. Um, so this, uh, the theme to Dr. Zhivago, one um, Maurice Jarre a or Yar. That makes him sound like he's out of Star Trek, I think. Um, Another Oscar. He has a few of those, as do most of the composers we're playing this evening. Just throw them at them. Um, But I guess when only six or seven people compose film (laughs) scores, they're all going to get a go. Um, If Tim was here, obviously, he would counter that fact with actual facts. Um, Did you know that when Dr. Zhivago came out, people thought it was um, glib and uh, too light on history and far too long and boring. And uh, that was the general reception, but obviously it sort of sweeped up at the Oscar, though I think it won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Score, Best Actor, possibly, um, for Omar Sharif. Is that right? He played Dr. Chicago. Again, I'm looking at Tim's chair as if, if only uh, Tim could could speak from there and, and, and correct me. Um, but he can't, so there you go. So it is 20 to 9, and we are in the 60s, so let's uh, let's groove on. No, no, let's not groove on down. This is an interesting piece that I'm about to play for you. I, um, I went looking for it uh, particularly because I thought it would be fun to find an orchestral uh, version of the theme from The Exorcist. So this is Tubular Bells, uh, as played by, I think, the BBC Contour Orchestra again. Uh, let's, let's see how that goes. That was um, tubular bell, the orchestral tubular bells. That's a hard word to say, tubular. Um, and it's when you when you play it like that, that it doesn't sound like all the Californian boys wanted you to think it sounded tubular, dude. Um, I don't know. So when I when I intro introed that, I said it was by the BBC Corinto Orchestra. I could not have been wronger. I mean, I could have been. I could have said that I made it. But um, who actually was um, was the uh, Japanese Philharmonic World Dream Orchestra. Is that not a great name for an orchestra? The Japanese Philharmonic World Dream Orchestra. Uh, as conducted by Joe... Uh, oh, say this right, Kirsty. Hisa... Hisa... Hisa Ishii. 
is it ishi um and i i a i should know how to say that chap's name and b i should have recognized him because he is also the composer of uh spirit of the music to spirited away howl's moving castle um uh, many other uh excellent japanese um anime movies and not that i would know this off the top of my head but he also uh, conducted the or composed the score rather for the 1998 winter olympics which it's just amazing. Like, oh, could you just compose a score to a bunch of people doing astronomically good things in the snow? Yep, just crack on. You can do that. And he did, and it was great. And uh, so he, um, Joe, whilst he didn't compose it, that was Mike Oldfield, obviously. Uh, Joe Hisashihi, Hisashi, Hisashi. <sighs> Come on, Kirsty, you can do this. Uh, is also an Academy Award recipient. That's rather nice, isn't it? And that was. F- the Exorcist, 1970. I'm going to go with eight. I'm wrong, but let's. And little fact, The Exorcist is coming back. That um, Don't turn around. And in the form of a TV show starring Gina Davis and Alan Ruck, uh, which has been produced for Fox Television. Um, I've seen the trailer. It looks dreadful. I suppose it's not so much a remake as a TV show that's going to be inspired by the ideas behind the film and the book with um, a troubled family and a uh, padre who no longer wants to be a priest or who's had troubled times with exorcisms in the past, you know, and everybody, there's some, I'm sure, head twisting and and projectile vomiting and a lot of very, very scary things will happen. Um, But I imagine it won't quite have the, I don't know, creepy low budgetiness of the original Exorcist, and it'll be a bit, uh, for my tastes, a bit too slick. Um, and so that that was the seventies. Now to the eighties. Now, there are a lot of films that I think people would assume that I would choose the score for. Back to the Future, perhaps. Back to the Future Two, maybe. <laughs> um, some sort of Star War. Although I'm not him, so that's less likely, isn't it? Um, maybe an Indiana Jones, something, you know, E.T.-ish, Spielberg. No. Um, uh, we're going to listen to the, this, well, this one is for sure. It's the BBC Proms um, performing the, the uh, John Barry's theme from Out of Africa, uh, which I like. So, there. And that was the love theme from the 1985 film Out of Africa, our first taste of John Barry's Let's Brilliant, don't need me. I couldn't know I could have just have that woman telling you everything. What am I here for? <laughs> that was indeed the love theme from Out of Africa. Thanks. Oh, God. And that was a jingle for Ones with Radio, just in case you were wondering what you were listening to. It is fast coming up to nine o'clock, uh, where I get my usual slot back, and the, the pace just becomes unbelievably fast and in no way am I very tired because this room's hot I'm super looking forward to it um it is actually it is two minutes to nine um I don't know where this hour has gone I appreciate that you've all sat through uh, the last hundred years of film with me I'm sorry that we only got to 1985 I mean there's a lot left of the century that's disappointing isn't it I'll tell you what just for you I won't go home I'll just stay here. We'll push on through to ten, and um, yeah, I think I've got. I think I've got a little bit of Braveheart coming up in the second hour. A little bit. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone quite nineties and uh, quite sort of um, Spielberg. Spielberg. Um, looking at. Uh, sorry. Nope. You're not team. Can't help. Uh, but shall we do the nine o'clock news, gang? Yeah. Let's. 
Uh, whoop, whoop, good whooping for yourself there. I'm just gonna organize. Done. Everything's fine. Oh, nothing's fine. Across Battersea, Putney, and Ballam, this is Wandsworth Radio News.